whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Tonight we get to sit back, relax, and enjoy some scotch, some whiskey, uh, some bourbon, whatever we're going to drink tonight, because tonight starts our, um, our foray into the finer things in life, uh, the things that Brent and I enjoy, the things that you enjoy, may enjoy, we don't know, we'd love to find mo- out more about that, as we really just sit back, enjoy a dram of whiskey, and just talk, just kind of sit here and and uh, you know, shoot the breeze at the fireside and, and see what's going on. We're you know away from the bar. Finally, we're not. Uh, we're kind of in the back part of the speakeasy where we're just hanging out. We are just two regulars hanging out, and we're gonna we're gonna drink some whiskey. I'm popping a cork on some uh, Balvini Caribbean Cast. Now, Brent, obviously here with me as always. Let's do this. Yeah, excited about it, Scott. I think echo everything you said. This is um, definitely the the fireside chat episode. You know, back patio of the uh, of the of the speakeasy. <clears throat> we're uh, we're clocked out. It's after five o'clock, and um, it's it's no rules. It's no structure. Uh, it it's it's anything it's anything goes uh, on this. This stretch of short short pours. So I think we're going to come at you with some with short pours. We've done short pours in the past, but this is going to be a little different. This is yeah un- this unscripted, is... unscripted, unplanned. Um, literally five minutes before we hit go on the microphones. Hey, let's talk about this and let's do it. Yeah, this is less about the whiskey, less about learning what what is in the whiskey, what the taste is, the smell, the nose, all this stuff. You know, we're we're here to enjoy it. For what it is, it's whiskey. We're gonna enjoy the taste, the smell, and all that. But we're not deep. We're not delving deep into the science. We're not. Um, we're not we're telling not the. Back, we're not about, telling the, yeah. the brand backstory, the history. Yeah. I don't even think we're gonna give scores, right? I mean, we'll talk about what we're drinking. No, probably not. Uh, and, and go with it. But I will tell you, um, because of what we talked about five minutes before we started, I'm drinking Caribbean uh, Balvini Caribbean Cask also because there's gonna be a tie-in. Um, yeah. To, to this to this whiskey from both of our both of our stories. So you're gonna tell a uh, hey this just happened, and I'm gonna tell a little bit of hey this is coming up. So why don't you start start off? So yeah, um, you know obviously from my post on BSEA last month, we got to get down to the world. Uh, it's been our first trip in almost a year. We we went down in November of 19, kind of right after. You know, after the world opened back up and after everyone started to feel comfortable to travel again. And we went down there and it was different. You know, Brent, you went down there in August of 2019. The, the world was different. It, it was definitely a different place. A lot of restrictions. Um, so, you know, 
from your experience, what was what was it like to go to Walt Disney World post COVID? So we went um, <coughs> we went we went twice. <laughs> we did um, excuse me, and I, I'm actually post post COVID my <coughs> myself just recovering, and my cough is still uh, is still lingering, but. Um, we we went in August and we went in no, November of last year, and it was different. August trip was August trip was stellar. It was honestly amazing. I have so many amazing pictures of parts of Disney that I love with no one in the picture. Uh, I tell you, one of my most favorite pictures from the trip that I took was. Animal Kingdom, walking over the bridge into Asia, where you kind of take that right, and Yak and Yeti is right there on the right, and there is the first massive, it's like a tree, but there's a statue that is like crumbling on the side of the tree, and you just start to see kind of some of the um, the flags, oh shit, what are they, like where you have by Yak and Yeti. It's the the banyan tree. Yeah, and you just, you kind of start to get it's it's the big it's the first big change from Africa to Asia, right? Like you get mm-hmm. when you're behind the the, the the tree of life, you have kind of a little bit of melting of the two. But this is the first like boom, you're in Asia, and I have a a picture of that entire walkway area, like 180 degrees, with not a single soul in in the picture. And it's just beautiful picture of all that background with like no one in it. And then that's what August was to us. So we went, uh, we went my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and my wife. And it was, it just felt like at times we had the park to ourselves. There's pictures in Magic Kingdom of, you know, of pure concrete with no, with no one. That trip was awesome. It was fully masked. It was mask outside. It was mask inside. It was no walking drinks. It was... The strictest of rules, as Disney had just came came back up, but um, the awesomeness of it, the parks being seemingly empty outweighed that. November was a lot a lot different. November was busy. November had had more people. I would say busy, but mm-hmm. November had way more people. Um, November felt like Disney, but yeah. just with with all the with all the restrictions, which was not nearly as fun. Also, also was fun. My wife was pregnant for our child which is now here and healthy and great um so it was different because i didn't have my fun drinking buddy i mean my, my wife still loved it still had still had fun still enjoyed yeah. herself but it wasn't what we did as adults going to disney you know we didn't do that trip it's the same as you we do have a trip coming up for the 50th at the end of september and i'll have my my little buddy and my drinking buddy and i'm very excited excited about that it'll be a fun time i remember um you know, I think back to like Ethan's first trip to Disney World. Obviously, he was there in vitro when well, we we went as kind of like a baby moon, um, where my wife was pregnant with Ethan. Uh, we did that, and it was definitely different because you know we're at the uh, we're at the Rosen Crown, and my wife's got a big tall glass of water, and it sucks for her, but life will life obviously turns around, and you and you get back to drinking, buddy partners right after that yeah you know we went down again in november my wife is also pregnant um with our daughter and you know again it was it was definitely different you know it was masks 
restrictions. Masks were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Masks were outside at the time. Outside, inside, pretty much everywhere. Once you get into the park, uh, it wasn't so bad because the heat wasn't that bad. If right. I recall, it wasn't terrible. Um, but I also miss my drinking buddy there too. I mean, it was it was definitely different. This trip was. Looks like you had a good time. Yeah, looks like you had a good time. Yeah. So we, um, you know, we started we started at Bay Lake Tower, which, uh, you know, uh, we're first first day, first day at first, Bay Lake Tower. First day at Bay Lake Tower. Uh, also, first day where we have not been able to go to Top of the World because so, it's been closed. Scott, just just to reiterate, if anyone hadn't figured it out yet, mm-hmm. I mean this this is the finer things in life, Disney yes. Disney edition, where we're going to tell you all about uh, one of the things that Scott and I love. And, and honestly, what, if you don't know what brought Scott and I together, uh, was, was Disney was Disney and our love for Disney. So yeah. go, we go haven't back got and to listen talk. to all of season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We have you and I have not got to talk about Disney on an episode in quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. So this is um, get ready for a deep dive into a post trip and a pre trip. Uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, because well, you know one of the one of the things about the series is that Disney is something that Brant and I both love. Uh, all our hearts, passion, deep, deep love for Disney. You know, thank God. I, I always say. Uh, to wives and sweethearts, may they never meet, but I'm thankful that my wife was able to share in my love for Disney when I first proposed to go to Disney on our first wedding anniversary. I said, well, she's, I was like, well, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. Do you want to go to Disney? And I was like, uh, I yeah. haven't shared this side of you, of me yet. And we're already married. Like, I mean, for, for decades, I had been to Disneyland. You know, 20 years of my life was spent at Disneyland. And when I went to Disney World for the first time when I turned 18, I got the C- I got the Magic Kingdom CD or the, the Walt Disney Four Parks One World CD, and I listened to that nonstop. And I, and I bootleg download on LimeWire, on <laughs> Napster, yeah. on um, yeah. whatever yeah. whatever all of the bootleg stuff was, I downloaded... Disney Park stuff like the ride track audios. I had Haunted Mansion. I had Pirates of the Caribbean. I had Tiki Room, and I would listen to that all the time. And I don't, I don't tell anyone this because people are like, "Oh, you listen to Disney stuff all the time?" Yeah, I do. I love it. I mean, when I work in the office, when I go to the office, or when I'm working at home, I mean, I put an eight-hour loop of the Tower of Terror lobby music on in the background because I fucking love that place. Uh, yeah. I put a four-hour loop of the land pavilion because I love the land. I love everything about Disney. So when she proposed to go to Disney for our first anniversary, I was like, I hope you realize what you're getting into. And, you know, thankfully <laughs> she did, <laughs> you know, because it could have been really bad. She could have been like, oh, you're one of those Disney people. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm your Huckleberry. But yeah, but luckily she she had kind of the affinity for it as well. So yes, she, yes. You know, and she loves yeah. it just as much as I do. So uh, this trip, first time ever at Bay Lake, and um, you know we're drinking the the Balvini Caribbean Cask. Fourteen years, it is. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple drinks of this. It is fantastic. It is delicious. It's got all of the good vanilla rum notes. That sweet rum note. Combined with some good scotch. 
I agree on this. I mean, on this whiskey, this is not a gateway. This is a master. This is yeah. this is this is the yeah. this is a high end in my opinion because this is I mean this is this is a ninety nine dollar bottle maybe eighty nine dollar yeah, bottle it's right around hundred bucks right so this is when you're getting into I, I would say this is pro level scotch right I mean this yeah. is not a this is not a blended doors this is not nope. a you know no, a non age statement whatever I mean this is this is good stuff this is good stuff. Yeah, this is this is, this is, this is stuff, stuff that you pour you pour your company that you enjoy having at your house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and this is stuff you'll find. I think I think you can find this at um, some of the good bars in Disney. I know, I know, Bellmead Lounge in the Boardwalk has it because I've had it there. Um, I don't I don't know about uh, the Caribbean themed resorts, the uh, Florida themed resorts. I don't know. If Top of the World has it, I've only had a couple drinks at Top of the World because, you know, Mike Sass makes the best Manhattan, and that's usually what I get, what I get up there. Although he's over at Grand Destino now, so um, oh, really, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about this because we went down to so we went down to Disney World last uh, last month, stayed at Bay Lake Tower. We met up with some friends who have been DVC members since like 1993, like the very first old Key West. They bought a bunch of points for like. And, and you're going to kick yourself for this. They bought Old Key West points for $27 a point back in 1994, 95, whatever, whatever it came out, or 93, I think it was. They're getting, those are getting ready to expire. They re-upped? They, they, they re-upped. So their, their first contract ex, um, uh, was about to expire. There was like 10 years from expire, expiration, and they were able to re-up for like 20 years. They did pay a premium of... A uh, hundred dollars a point for that to like re up for like twenty years after that. God, that's still, still a nothing. Ch- dirt cheap. Yeah, no. considering resale no. for the lowest it, for even like Vera Beach is like ninety seven dollars a point. Um, yeah. So yeah, they and but they also bought into Bay Lake Tower when it opened in two thousand nine. I think. I think that's when it opened. They said it was like two thousand nine or twelve. I forget, but they bought into Bay Lake Tower, and that's one of their home resorts. And they, you know, they know Mike. Um, they know Rob up at Bay Lake Tower, up at the up at the top of the World Lounge, and Mike is now over at Grand Destino. They said so, um, but they're hopeful it opens up soon. I am too, because I miss I miss Top of the World. Um, but yeah, first first day at Bay Lake Tower, you've been there, right? I've stayed there. Only one night, but I have stayed at Bay Lake Tower. I've been to Bay Lake Tower, of course, been to Top World many yeah. times. Been to stayed at Contemporary Main Tower, so definitely familiar with the resort mm-hmm. and, and the area. What I liked about it... only I know you're going to talk about one thing. I said the only thing I haven't done is, is that pool and back Yeah, area. so we, so we did a lot of the pool that. because my son is seven, and he loves the pool. Um, like, honestly, if he could spend all day in the pool, he would spend all day in the pool. That's crazy. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's crazy? What I love about that is is we were at um, we were at Crockett's Tavern one time at Fort Wilderness, and outside of Crockett's Tavern, there's a playground, and it's like a playground you'd have at, at your park in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And it's just overran with kids, and we're sitting in the bar having a drink, and there's a guy next to me I never met before. We're looking at the window, and he goes, "Damn kids! Across that lake, there's a six billion dollar theme park." And they're just happy as shit mm-hmm. on the fucking six on the on the six hundred dollar <laughs> yeah. plate, you know, plate place. Exactly, 
Exactly. All the money you spend to go down to Disney and, and you know, Ethan yeah. is fine with the pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep, absolutely. But the pool was nice. It was, it, you know what, I, what I liked about it, it was quiet because um, it's only exclusively for Bay Lake members. Like, Bay Lake members can go over to the Contemporary Pool and, and hang out over there. Contemporary guests cannot come over to Bay Lake Tower and use the Bay Lake Tower pool. So it's a DV, it's a DVC scan-in. Yeah, it's a, it's a Magic Band scan-in. You sure. have to be staying in Bay Lake Tower to get into the Bay Lake Tower pool. It was nice and quiet. So Nothing over five feet deep. In fact, there are many times when you're like, you know, neck deep in water and you're like, oh wait, I can stand up and I'm and shin deep now. Yeah. So... I jumped the gun. So, give me your arrive in the parking lot. Okay. Like, check in. Give me check in experience yeah. because different lobby than contemporary. Different. Yeah. Low key like, vibe. Low key vibe. Honestly, you know, the nice thing with the director room check in now is you don't even go to the front desk. Now, I did. I did go to the front desk to uh, straighten out some. Uh, some billing stuff because they with the new I guess the new uh, app um, with my Disney experience that I you know we had to go I, I try I put my credit card on file on the app but it didn't set up to the room and it kept messaging me like you need to set up your charge for in- incidentals and I was like I did I did We're, you know what's going on and they just cleared up a computer error. but you know the lobby is great it's very low key there's a small reception desk a bell services desk and a concierge and very few people go in and out of that front lobby. It's not like the hustle and bustle of most Disney resort hotels. It's super yeah, low. I mean, main, main concourse yeah. contemporary is just like yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Um, we were put on the third floor facing the lake. Uh, great view. We were able to watch the nighttime pageant pretty much for an hour while, you know, zoomed around Bay Lake. Um, I liked the room. It was actually bigger than I expected. I had been told that these were smaller studio or smaller suites. So we got a one bedroom villa. I was told they were smaller than most one bedroom villas, but honestly it felt pretty large. Uh, It felt really nice and uh, like nice and open. I liked the modern vibe. I think it could use some updates. And I know it's slated for some soft goods updates. Uh, it needs the bed with the storage underneath. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the one nice thing I would say about it is that it's got two full bathrooms. It's one of the few resorts that has two full bathrooms where two adults can shower at the same time, get ready in different rooms, and not be in each other's way, thereby not spending precious time waiting for someone else to get ready. You know, whereas many other bath or many other resort rooms do have that issue where only one person can shower and get ready at the same, like at one time. So you have to stagger your, uh, your prep, your prep sessions. So Scott, you had 803 square feet at Bay Lake tower. Mm -hmm. Animal kingdom. Kadani is 807 which is bigger yeah Hilton Head which doesn't doesn't count as is bigger um uh, uh, well the, and hold, hold, Vero hold right there because we stayed at Kidani in November and Kidani seemed much more cramped so 
So Kidani is only five square feet bigger. Okay, well, so it fe- eight o- eight even, o- three. Even though they're the same, as I'm going, the, right. then they're the same. Bay Lake Tower felt much more open. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, just the layout, the way things the are layout, spaced, and, and shit. I think the layout, and, and you know, I, I do love Kidani Village, and we ne- we didn't get to talk about it because I don't, I, you know, I don't, we don't do triple yeah. notes on this show. Um, Kidani was very nice. I loved it, and I would definitely go back there again. I 100% will go back there again. I love the resort, love the feel of it, because one of the nice things that I, I like about a Disney resort, and most of them, is that you feel transported away from a vacation. You're on safari. You're on an island. You're in New Orleans. I love that. Yeah. And that was the one drawback. So, that was the one drawback to Bay Lake Tower is that it seemed more like my buddy and I were in the pool and he goes, "This reminds me of the La Fontainebleau at in Miami." And I was like, "Yeah, it kind of does. It, it it does just feel like a hotel." Hotel in Florida. Yeah, hotel in Florida. I mean, it's a hotel in Florida and it feels like a hotel, a hotel, in hotel yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I mean, and look, that's one of the the things. City and I stayed at Contemporary Main Tower. I stayed at Bay Lake Tower, and we were like, you know, hey, it, it's great. Mm-hmm. I would stay here with the kid with the kid because of the convenience, the location. Yes. But other than that, other than that, it's just a hotel. Yeah. Um, and then now, you know, Contemporary is getting all the incredible stuff, which is, I mean. 50% cool nice and 50% but it's cool but then it's just like fuck now I got Incredibles all over the room if you you know take take it or leave it but yeah. I, I wanted to tell you so 803 Bay Lake Tower 5 feet bigger at Kidani this is on Disney property mm-hmm. um, only thing bigger is a one bedroom at Grand Floridian yeah until, until you get to Old Key West right one one thousand and five square square feet. We'll 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 get to that. But Old Key West well, is we, we two hundred two hundred square feet two hundred square feet bigger than Bay Lake we, Bay Lake Tower. We can talk. But about I want to tell. I want you. To, well, no, I want now. you to tell me. So you you check you okay. you checking in the Bay Lake Tower. Yep. I mean you, you're getting in the, you're getting in the room. Just tell me about the room, and then then we can the go room, to Old Key West. And then I want to know about the actual trip. Yeah, the room was very spacious. It was very open and I think a lot of that lends to the floor to ceiling windows that are in the main okay. the main okay. living room um, the main living room basically is this big open space couch on one side TV on the other very similar to every other Disney resort the one bedroom villa corner kitchen with an island um, but everything was very open nothing was closed off you know whereas like you go to Kadani, and the island is connected to the wall. Uh, boardwalk, the island's connected to the wall, so it closes it off. This was an island separate of itself. Yeah, you have to kind of like you have only one yeah. entry to the kitchen. At Whereas, Kidani, like this was where... a an open kitchen with an island. Uh, it felt very open, and it was nice. I really enjoyed it. Liked the hotel a lot. Um, I, I would definitely stay there again. It, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of points. It's like master, master bath. I know that's like a yeah. Sydney master bath thing. was great. Like, the shower was nice size, a uh, little bit smaller than the poly one. Little, you know, maybe maybe like a square foot smaller. Um, the the tub was deep, 
I mean, it was like a jacuzzi. So it, ha- it had a jacuzzi. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was pretty standard to most Disney resorts. The um, the tubs in the kind of open air um, area. And going back to Kanani, and I, you know, again, because I never got to talk about it. The nice thing about the tub bathroom or the bathroom for Kadani was that it was closed off from the bedroom. So like at the end of the day, I mean, look, my son rules the roost. He wants to sleep in the big bed. He's going to sleep in the big bed. So at the end of the day, he falls asleep in the big bed and, you know, my wife wants to take a tub she can now close that door off with with Bay Lake Tower. You can't because the master bedroom doesn't have a close off door to the to the bathroom to the tub. It does have a close off door to the shower, but oh, not so a close off. So door. it's it's got it's got like that super contemporary, just open master yeah. bed, almost master bedroom suite feel where there, you're in the tub, you're in the tub, and yeah. you can see the TV and the person in bed. Well, and the, they do have like they do have the shutters that close, and they do have a, a shutter that closes the door to the bed, like. There's a there's a sliding door to the bedroom that closes the bathroom area off, but it it's just a sliding door. There's still like a, a light that goes through, and then the sliding like slats or whatever they are, they're like windows that lead into the bedroom. If she were to run the tub, it would still make a lot of noise, and I'm I'm sure my son could sleep, but you know, do you want to take that chance of waking a sleeping child? Yeah. 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 I'm kind of looking at the layout on um, yeah. on the website. The website it's now, a, but it is cool because Ethan had his Ethan had his own bathroom. Yeah, he had his own bathroom, had... and you know, it was the more Ethan grows up, the more he wants to be like me. So I have I have a dop kit. Um, I take it everywhere I go. It's a canvas, wax canvas, and leather dop kit. And I showed Ethan that I had some more of them. I was like, "Would you like one?" He's like, "Oh yeah." So he had his own dop kit. He put it on the sink. He had his hair products, his uh, bath products that go in there. And yeah, he had his own bathroom. He fully grew up to from 7 to 17 and overnight. <laughs> so I'm also looking at this the layout. It has like this massive U-shaped kitchen like table mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, thing. it's a it's a it's a long table. Um, the the chairs or the bench, kind of U shapes on the on the, uh, up against the wall. But the beauty of it is, the uh, the table doesn't inconvenience you. It's it's there, but it's not in the way. So it feels very open. Um, I'm looking at that, and then it had where would the there's right when you walked in was the there's. On the layout, I can't really tell what it is. Like the, the washer and the dryer were immediately yep. to the right, or like where was? No, that's uh, immediately to the right was a closet, um, which you know basically housed the uh, the double stroller because we went down with our friends, and my son and, and his best friend got to go down together, which was an experience that that I'll never forget. And honestly, my son will probably never want to not do because. <laughs> it was his he first had that trip. much fun he had that much fun because he was he you know as adults we like to experience Disney with friends like when you go down with friends it's another level of Disney when we went down with our friends for the first time 
it was another level of Disney. We enjoyed it so much more sharing the Disney magic with them. Ethan got to do that for the first time with someone his age. And he was just like, like, honestly, at one point, we were riding Expedition Everest, and he's like, Dad, I want to ride with Max. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. Let's just, let's, dads go with sons on this one. You guys can go on, and, you know, other rides, they they would only want to go with each other, like Seven Dwarves. They yeah. only re- rode with each other. Slinky Dog only rode with each other. Basically, every ride they could, they only rode with each other. So it was kind of fun. So yeah, it was a new cool. experience, and, and honestly, one of those like uh, one of those cats in the cradle, where it was like, "Hey, I want to ride with you on this trip." No, no, Max over there. My friends are calling. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Damn. In the cats, in the cradle, in the <laughs> but it But it was a lot of fun. Um, no, Bay Lake Tower is great. I would definitely stay there again. It is a lot of points. I think um, for the value, it's not a great value. It really isn't. You're paying for the convenience. I was to about be, to say, it's, it's all, it, that's location, location, location. Yeah, you're paying for the convenience to walk to Magic Kingdom and, and definitely comes in handy because um, we did, well, our friends did a couple nights where, you know, our friend's son is not a big fan of fireworks and this was the first time he was really able to be around fireworks. So when they were able to go at night to walk to Magic Kingdom and just hang out at the bottom of Main Street and eventually, like, Night one, we did fireworks from like the uh, from the plaza, uh, like back down by the flagpole, and then slowly we crept closer and closer and closer, and he was getting more comfortable. So it was a good breakthrough for him, and that was nice that we could just basically like do pool in the morning and then do Magic Kingdom after the heat subsided and it wasn't so bad. Uh, that was nice. That was convenient. Walking is definitely a plus. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, so... Second part of the stay... You you did a split split Yeah, we did a split stay because by the time we booked... Like, our friends had booked this trip, and and we got to talking, and and they're like, come down with us. Let's let's have some fun together. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So by the time we booked the trip... Well, I would say the, the time they invited us to come down with them... I looked at DVC, and Bay Lake Tower was available for all of the days. And I had to rearrange some of my son's camp schedule in order to make this happen. By the time I got it done, like seven days later, the last two nights of this stay were booked. So we could only do four nights at Contemporary. So we had to book a split stay somewhere else. And and I'm really of the opinion, I want to stay at every resort on property. And I'm missing a few. But Old Key West was something I had never done before. I'd been to the resort just to kind of like pool hop or go to... I went to the Gurgling Suitcase just to kind of hang out. And it's... um, I remember it being a lot bigger. And maybe it was because I was only 21 at the time. But it's a... It's a fun resort. And so we stayed the last two nights at Old Key West. The room is... I mean... It's bigger than my first apartment. It's thousand, thousand square feet. Pretty crazy. It was, it was huge. Like, 
the three of us in a room, like we we would shout across rooms and, and like, <laughs> where are you? It it felt like being in a vacation home. And that was really nice. And we actually we ended up cooking dinner one night in the room because I mean, I don't I don't know what your opinion on Disney food has been, but it has gone downhill real fast. Like the parks food we, and we can we could talk about a couple of restaurants that I thought were really good and some were really bad. Um, the parks food has gone down, or the resort food has gone down significantly from five, seven, ten years ago. Like Disney food used to be like, wow, you go down to a, a theme park and they've got really good food. Now it's like, ah, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's not Six Flags, but it's better than Six Flags. It's it's like Fridays. And in some, some restaurants, it's like going to TJ Friday's but paying New York Steakhouse prices. And that's sad. Sydney and I always talk about um, there, we've, done, we've done a select few restaurants multiple times. Some, like California Grill, maybe three times. California Grill is still top-notch. That was honestly a great meal. We did that this time. And honestly, we, we, we didn't book it. 60 days out or whatever the uh, maximum yeah. days you can book right now we got it the night before because someone like dropped off the reservation we, we snagged it and it was good it was a great meal the kids loved it um, we all loved our food um, they you know one of our one of our party our one of our friends kids really all he eats is starch he eats french fries and pancakes and stuff like that but that's his thing they brought french fries up from Contempo Cafe and made sure he was taken care of and that was brilliant and honestly a little bit of that Disney magic that still exists when quite honestly they don't do it as much as they used to anymore uh, great meal California Grill still top notch We, but th that's one that we had I think we still had a great meal, but it's kind of been on the decline, and we don't we don't know, can't pinpoint if it's because first time we went to California Grill, we had zero expectations, and it mm -hmm. was amazing. Yeah, it was almost immaculate. Yeah. So you go you go again with that expectation, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, it wasn't exactly like my first time when I didn't know what to expect. And then you go a third time and you're like, this was good, but fuck, the first time I went was so perfect. Like, is it ever going to yeah, be yeah. that? Is it ever going to be that again? It's hard to live up to expectations like that time and time again. And I will say it's, it's expectationless experiences when you go, holy fuck, you just blew my mind. Yeah. But then now, since you blew my mind, I expect you to blow my mind every time. Yes, because... The one restaurant that we went to that I had a mediocre experience the first time was Be Our Guest. We went to Be Our Guest uh, when it first opened, and it was okay. It was fine. You know, you're in the Magic Kingdom. You cannot expect uh, five diamond or, um, you know, Michelin star restaurants. You're not going to expect that. We went, we went, again, lucky to get a 445, which honestly, pro tip, if you see the restaurant at 4.45, you're not getting seated till 5.30. You're not eating dinner till 6 anyways. 
So absolutely, we booked, and you're gonna you have way better chance of getting that off time. Yeah, uh, for those those hard to get than an exact than a six o'clock. Yeah, so we booked a five a four forty five. We sat down like five fifteen, and honestly, the meal from start to finish was amazing. It's a three course prefix menu. I had a I haven't been since I haven't been since a three course. That was honestly the best thing because I we we all had the filet mignon, and honestly, mine was perfectly cooked. I asked for it rare. It was rare. The um, the mashed potatoes or whatever came with it. I don't even remember what came with it. I just remember the steak being perfectly cooked. The charcuterie board that came with the appetizer was amazing. It had um, chicken uh, chicken croquettes, um, which was a nice little like deep fried touch to the chicken, but it didn't taste like chicken fingers, which... When I see chicken croquettes at a French restaurant in the Magic Kingdom, I'm thinking I'm getting chicken fingers. It was actually like that moose chicken deep fried. It was really good. Cheeses were good. Everyone's appetizer was good. They all got the French onion soup. I got that. Filet mignon was fantastic. Again, our friend's son, who only eats French fries, they brought in French fries from somewhere in the park. I, I don't know. I don't think that they share a kitchen with anything that makes French fries. But they brought him French fries left and right, and we didn't even have to ask our server for more. He just made sure that his plate was never empty, which was amazing. And again, little touch of Disney Plus magic that doesn't happen as much as it used to, uh, you know, way back in the day. So, good meal. Um, We were talking about Old Key West, which also brought us to the Caribbean cast that we're drinking. Um, Brent, what what do you think of this? We we reviewed this before, way back in season one. Yeah, I wish I had the uh, the notes, but I mean, I don't. To me, I, I to mean, me, I do, I, mean, I do. They're in a notebook somewhere, that's yeah. buried somewhere. No, I mean, to me, the the nose has the has that classic body, but yeah. I, the the first thing I get is I get the the kind of the rum, the sugar cane. Yeah. I, I get some of that that sweetness on the nose, and I think that translates to the uh, to the palate as well in this sugar which is, cane, which is banana. Awesome. Which is awesome, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that uh, goes well with kind of that juice. You know, barley typically has that juicy kind of green, maybe yeah, green apple, green flavored barley, and this is kind of that dark burnt sugar, um, brown sugar. Um, and I think just they mesh they mesh really well together. This is this is a gem of scotch for oh yeah you know for. Uh, for me, I mean, there. I mean, obviously, there are probably better things in the Balvini line if your budget was unrestrained. Oh yeah, but well, but obviously, this you is, can go up to like thirty something euro oh, whiskey. Yeah. But this is um, obtainable and enjoyable for sure. Yeah, it's really good. I, I enjoy it, and that kind you of probably play what to, 50 15, 16 bucks for maybe a glass, a pour of this. Depending where you're at, maybe 18 Yeah, probably about 16 to $18 for a glass of this. Um, for an ounce or two, depending on where you are, of this at a restaurant or at Disney. I think, I know where, you can get this at the Bellevue Lounge. I looked at Be- Bellevue, I looked at it, but I didn't, or Bellevue. I, didn't, I didn't see it on the list. I'm trying to think who else has a, a massive list. Uh, maybe, um, Ragon Road has a big list. Oh yeah, they definitely do have a big list. You can definitely get it there. 
Um, it's it's really good. I, I really enjoy it, and and that kind of brings me to, you know, our our experience at Old Key West. I thoroughly enjoyed that resort. I really like we so we split stayed, and I'll get into what we did the the day we checked in, because our split stay was a day that we did something very special. Well, one of the days we did something very special. Um, we got into the property later that night around like five o'clock or six o'clock when, when our thing had finished and we were so exhausted. We made dinner that night. It was kind of nice to almost like it felt like being at home where we came home, we checked in, our bags were already there and we just kind of checked out and we, you know, they brought our, um, they brought our Instacart up and we made dinner that night and I, I mean, I ate three helpings of what my wife made because I was so hungry from all the walking we did that day. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a beautiful resort. It felt like you were on vacation. And the next day after that, the Friday where we were basically, we've done everything for the entire trip. We've done, we've done thing. We we did as many rides that most people would take two or three trips to do. So Friday, we basically said, let's do a pool day. And we went to the old Key West pool, which was so chill. You've got island music playing. you got Bob Marley, Jimmy Buffett, country music, that, you know, Luke Bryant, uh, Florida Georgia Line kind of, uh, Zach Brown band, you know, sitting on a beach in Florida and just chilling. And uh, my buddy and I had drinks at... Uh, at Gurgling suitcase. We, ate, we what did we what did we drink? We drank. So did we, they? We ordered, so did they move there as well, or were they still at Bay Lake? No, Tower? no, they stayed. At, they stayed at Bay Lake Tower. And honestly, they what? really like my friend. My friend Vinny really loved uh, Old Key West. He said it felt like being on vacation. Like you walk in and there's no, you like said this they, town. they they own there, but is that not a common place they stay? No, no, they? they're they're not DVC. They are okay, just okay, regular okay. people. Okay. They they rented or they um they booked. Bay Lake through Disney. Okay, okay. Through Disney's uh, vacation planning, whatever it is. Okay. So, Friday we get down there and we invite them over to our hotel and they're like, can we get in there? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You're our guest. So, they come down and we order food from Olivia's, which, honestly, the fried chicken is damn good. It's good. It's fucking amazing. It's good. Um, the conch fritters. I got to talk about the conch fritters. They're fan fucking tastic. They like. I, I don't know if, ever, if if you've ever had conch. It is. It, it's basically like a shellfish, kind of like crabby clams. It's more akin to, to me. It's more akin to like clams. These conch fritters were so buttery and so fluffy, and had just the right amount of conch. It wasn't like. They skimped out on it and basically had this conch flavoring, but was mostly cornmeal and flour and dough. It was really good. The food at Olivia's was top-notch. Key lime mustard and remoulade sauce with the conch. Yeah, it was delicious. It was delicious. And coupled with, uh, I think we were drinking the Key West Freeze, which was like a blend of rums and... Some passion fruit juices. It was fantastic. Great meal. Great lunch. It, that, it's a massive bar there, and for Gurgle and Suitcase to be so small, the bar it's is such a small bar. 
But the like, bar's ama- the bar's amazing though. It it's basically two seats and a walk up, and I wish they had two. The only problem, I, the only downside to that, I wish they had two bartenders because the bartender was overwhelmed with people trying to get drinks. Um, they so, need two bartenders there, but they can't was, because yeah, just size. Yeah, size wise, they can't have two bartenders in there. Um, QS Freeze, Svetka Vodka, Bowls, Melon Liqueur, blended with Coconut, mm-hmm. Pineapple, and Strawberry. Um, yeah, it was good. Sydney and I had from there a tur- turtle crawl, and you can get at the bar a big one in this massive, like, goblet. I, I think I remember this, like, soup souvenir goblet. And uh, we brought it, we stayed there, we brought them back. They didn't make it back to the room, with the, to the to Louisiana with us, because they were just that obnoxious. Right to fit in a suitcase but I feel like it was like a, a 32 ounce goblet you could get like a double and, and that was a white rum pear bay coconut rum sailor jerry spice rum grenadine pineapple orange and a key lime juice and I remember it was just like we both got them we sat down for a few minutes we walked to, to our our room and we had them just done and it was like <laughs> yeah, pretty so, aggressive aggressive cocktail yeah, so we um, we stayed at Building 14, which is literally across the way from um, the Conk Flats Old Town Center. I mean, it's like a stone's throw to to Conk Flats. Um, so one like that day, Andrea had gotten uh, water in her ear and she couldn't shake it out. So she's like, "Can you run down to the the general store and see if they have like the the water thing for swimmers' ear?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." So what do I do? I mean, I mean it's me. So I go, what I, I walk over there and I'm like, you know what? I didn't try the Turtle Bay cocktail. I want to try it. So I go over to the bar, have the guy make it, and while I'm drinking it, I go get her thing, drinking it, enjoying it, and then I walk back to the resort. By the time I'm done, and by the time I walk back, I ha- I have to be done. Because she's like, you got another cocktail without me? I was like, well, you set me on a mission. Yeah, I did. It was, it was delicious. It was really good. That was a great drink. Um, I I just remember it was fruity, but not overly fruity. But it ma- again, the whole point of the resort is it makes you feel like you're on vacation. You feel transported to an island or the old, you know, the Keys, uh. you know, Kokomo. I agree. That is definitely that resort. And I said it's it's the same. What, so we were talking earlier, I said it's the, it's like I feel like it's the same vibe. I feel like it's the same speed as Saratoga Springs, mm-hmm. just even more relaxed. Because Saratoga Springs yeah. does have the hustle and bustle of more boat traffic. Saratoga Springs, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Disney Springs across the lake. It's a little yes. bit more. A little bit more. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, the golf course does run through both, which, which, you know, that's an awesome part that I love because the time that I stayed at, I was looking trying to find a, a room at the room map. But the time I stayed there, we stayed in the building that was outside of the Island Green, and I picked that building we, on we purpose. Were, yeah, on we purpose. were the next. Um, we were the next hole over. And I, and I we love right next to the Island Green. And I love yeah. that that view going on the balcony and seeing. Everyone hit to the Island Green was just, you know, just so awesome. So the Island Green, um, I played the course. I love the course. The Island Green's number seven. We were on number 18. So we were right next to the Island Green. And honestly, I, I mean, with, with Old Key West, I feel like you have to stay at the preferred rooms or you have to stay near the hospitality center 
Otherwise, you could be a mile walk to the main pool. You could be a mile walk to the main center of town. If you stay at the, like where you stayed at building, I think there was building 15, I was at 14, you're in a close distance to the, to the main pool, to the main town center, where everything's convenient. But you do have to be careful with Old Key West because it, it is very sprawling. It's big. It is very big. Very big. But it was nice. I enjoyed it. I, so and my wife and I say, said, where did you say you stayed, at, you, stayed in, you stayed in 14? We were in 14, yeah. Okay, so, so perfect. So actually, we were in 63, 63, which would be building, if you went in the order of the buildings, we would be building 15, but I think for some reason, 14 stops and it 15 picks up yeah, some, okay, somewhere yeah. else. But we were in 63, but yeah, literally a main entrance road comes in. Yep. So if you come in the main road, we were the building on the right, you were the building right. on the left. We were, yeah, we were on the left. Okay. It's a great resort. So I you would, were, you were, were the t- you were on the tee box, you were on the tee box mm-hmm. of the eighth hole. We were on, yeah. Yep. yep, absolutely. On, you were on the green and the seventh. Uh, great resort, I'll stay there again. Absolutely, 100%. The pool was great. I don't know if you got you got to go to the pool. We we um, got to go by. We didn't get to get in the pool. But I do agree, yeah. Scott. Though, just you know, pro tip, like they say, that first stretch of rooms, I feel like is unbeat is is unbeatable. That if you can request a room, request that strip. You were you were in four, you were in fourteen, but yeah, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, or sixty three, sixty four. Okay, fifteen is in a weird spot, but it is fifteen, yeah, sixty four, sixty three. We were in sixty three. Um, which uh, I love it because you, like I said, easily walk to the pool, to the bar, to the main yep. lobby, to the bus station, to the, you know, you name it. it yeah, was all, it was all right there. And the nice thing is, there's plenty of parking. So we like, we've started renting our own car because you know DVCAP, you get parking at the at the parks without any pay, you know, extra pay. It is. It was a great resort. You, you park right outside your your room, and you're right there. I will say the only drawback is that Old Key West does not have elevators. There are no elevators on any of the rooms, so you're basically walking upstairs. So we were on the second floor. Um, if you do need an ele- like if you do have any kind of like disability where you can't do stairs, make sure you you request a uh, a first floor room. Because otherwise, you'll get stuck with uh, a second floor or third floor room, and you're dragging, hmm. you're dragging your so, your bags either up or down. <coughs> that must to, be to a must be a building thing, because 63 definitely had an elevator. Mm. So it must be a per yeah 14 didn't. It must be a per a per building. So there must be handicap accessible built buildings. They, they I'm must, assuming. yeah. I'm assuming because we definitely had. But it was nice. The, had one. the resort was great. The room was great. I have. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I wish I would have gotten... I, I forgot to get a mug or something yeah. from there, but I'll be back. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back there. Um, and honestly, it's the, it's the least amount of points that you can yeah. you know, get a room at. So it's great. It's definitely a value. So before you kind of close out, um, I know you did something special this, this trip. Yeah. Do you want to talk talk about, about yeah, that? let's do it. Um, I mean, that is so, the definition of finer things... In, in life oh this was definitely one of the finer things I'll have ever done um, you know the, the whole point of us going down was we got invited by friends um, they, they have done Disney differently than us because of who they are and who they're related to 
and they said the whole point of us coming down was we were going to get a we were going to do two days of the VIP tour guide while we're down there and basically the, their thought was let's bang out two days and spend four days just chilling make it a vacation because honestly like Brent you and I have come back from Disney vacations tired than when you left absolutely more tired than when you left absolutely and it's it's rough. A Disney vacation, it, we've we you know we've always joked about it, is not an actual vacation. But the way we were able to do this was, we did we we arrived down Sunday night. We kind of chilled out for the first night. Monday we did some we did a morning at Epcot. We did a few rides. You know, walked onto some things, and then said, okay, we're gonna go meet for dinner somewhere with our friends because they got in in the afternoon. Tuesday was going to be our first full day. So we did the tour guide the first full day. It is an experience like I will never want to be without. And I, I honestly believe that for every Disney trip that we do, one of the days, and I would say at least once a year, we will do one tour guide day per year. Because... The first day we, we arrived in Magic Kingdom. So we met our guide at Bay Lake Tower at 9 a.m. He immediately transports us to Magic Kingdom. Now you're thinking, why would you need to do that? You can just walk there and check in the main gate. We didn't go through security. We didn't go through the main hub where everyone else is checking in. We had a double stroller, a single stroller, and many bags, none of which was checked. Um, and we just walked right into the backstage of the park. We went to places I will, ne- I never thought I would see, and walked on stage to, you know, behind Main Street. It was really cool. And then from there, our guide basically said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And we started in Fantasyland, and he basically, and this was the beauty of this was, the guide will get you to the fast pass line, and that's and that's basically what it is. It's unlimited fast passes, but because we're in COVID, there are no fast passes. No one's in the fast pass line, so we basically walked up through the fast pass line with maybe like four other people who were either. Also doing the tour, or had gotten some sort of magic, yeah, Club Club 33, 33. or had gotten some sort of fast pass to go on the fast pass for that day. And then you get in the loading line for things like mine, mine train. We did mine train three times before even walking away from it. Like we basically rode rode it, got back on the fast pass line, rode it again. That took all of 25 minutes. So in the, in the time of COVID, when capacity, it, and again, this is mid-August, Florida schools are back in session. Most of the Southern schools are back in session. The park was operating on a four out of 10 day, and Mine Train was still a 45 to an hour wait, 45 to 60 minute wait. And we walked on three times in 25 minutes. From there, we bop over to... Uh, under the sea we walk onto that there's no wait anyways um, but he gets us through the fast pass and right onto the exit ride and there 
Peter Pan, same thing. Right up to the Fast Pass. Haunted Mansion, same thing. We go basically through the... Basically, the, the beauty of the Haunted Mansion was we walked into the exit to the service quarters and walked into the foyer where they do the stretching. So we, we bypassed the entire main queue. Didn't have to do any of that. Because some of the rides, they can get you through the exit queue. Like, the, the cool thing was... Buzz Lightyear Space, Space Ranger Spin, which I got to tell the story because Chris Trossel has done this, uh, I don't know, a dozen times where he gets the 999,000 points, yeah. right? So we're walking along the way and he's like, Chris, Chris, our tour guide is telling me all about like, he's like, here's where you hit, here's what you do, here's what you do. I was like, great, I'm memorizing this. When we get to the ride, uh, we think we're, I thought we were going to go on the fast place. He's like, no, 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 we go through the gift shop behind the cash register through a back door to the <laughs> unloading area and that's where we get on so we're already boarded on the ride before, before you even ride get even to gets the to, yeah, yeah before you even get to the main section so we we go through the ride and and we you know we, we get to the main thing where the volcano is and it's like make sure you just keep hitting the volcano and I did and I finally got my nine 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 nine. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Did you take a it, Did you take honestly, a picture? Like, you didn't take a picture. Oh, yeah. But did you get your sticker? I didn't get my sticker because we walked off yeah. through the exit and and yeah. we were off to because uh, by that time we were like it was so hot that day it was like 107. We needed to cool off, so we went on Carousel of Progress, and I and I forget how much I love that ride. I really do love that ride. Yeah. But. You know the beauty. The beauty is we did in Magic Kingdom. We did every single ride in four and a half hours. Like there wasn't a ride. Like I didn't do Aladdin Magic Carpet, but some of our party did. While we ate Dole Whips, like my friend Vinny took his daughter on Aladdin Magic Carpets while we ate Dole Whips, and again. Chris order or Chris got our order for Dole Whips while we were on Jungle Cruise and went through Jungle Cruise and he's like, text me when you know he's text me when you're at the backside of water and I'll make sure your Dole Whips are ready to go. And I text him and said, just past backside of water. He goes, done. When we walked off the ride, we walked up to the uh, um, Sunshine Tree Terrace and or Aloha Isle. Yeah. And there he was with our tray of dollars ready to go. It was everything that the VIP tour should be. It's concierge level service, waiting on you hand and foot. At one point, oh, the only ride we didn't, we didn't get to do was um, Big Thunder Mountain because it was down most of the day. Like it was off and on down. Uh, but we got off Splash Mountain and it was so damn hot. He had seven waters waiting for us. And later in the day, after going on junk, or going on um, Space Mountain, again, Tomorrowland, people talk about Animal Kingdom being the hottest place on Disney property. Tomorrowland's Tomorrow a fucking oven. Tomorrowland's <laughs> an oven. There's no trees, no shade. The black top is actually, the, the cement is black. It's not that rose-colored ones that deflects the heat. It's black top. It's hot as hell down there. So we got off Space Mountain, and he's got, he's got the strollers, he's got 
my um, all the girls because they didn't go on spot on Space Mountain. He's got waters for everyone. He was as professional as you can get. It was so much fun doing that. So much. So fun. did you just do Animal Kingdom that day? No, uh, magic. No, we. I mean, magic from, Kingdom. From I mean, Magic Kingdom. We went over to Epcot, and then instead, again, instead of going through the main entrance, took us around back, backstage. We walked in through China, and then went. Does he does he have a car, or is there a driver that picks all y'all up? He's got a drive. Well, he's got a car. He's got like a suburban that has that transports us all over the property. Now, occasionally, when you can't, and and we didn't fit all in one car because we had the strollers. The Suburban took the strollers, and we drove in a big, like, you know, micro van, one of those, like, big uh, transport vans, the Disney vans, and we drove all together to the to the next hotel, or the next uh, stop. So we went in through China, walked in backstage in China, it was kind of cool, um, and then walked on Frozen, which was a 65-minute wait, like, the line was back out almost to Germany. And we walked on there through the end, through the exit, basically. Did that with maybe like a five-minute wait. And then instead of, this was the great part, instead of walking all the way across the Soren, because the only other ride we really wanted to do it at, um, oh no, we did Test Track. And then, again, walked, walked through the, it wasn't through the exit, but he basically took us a back way around the design studio because they have they now have the uh, um, the thing where you design your car. Okay, yeah, now yeah. Open again. Yeah. He walked us around and he's like, "Look, it doesn't really do anything. You know that." I was like, "No, just get us on the ride." Walked around that and walked onto the ride within like five minutes. Test track was a sixty-five minute wait to do all of that. It's crazy. We walked on the ride, and instead of walking all the way through the park. He took us around the back way towards Soren through the like through the exit corridor of those where the bathrooms are and then walked right on to essentially right into where the concourse is. Wait, so how did you get from Test Track to Soren? Cars were waiting for us behind Test Track. Like where the oh, you know where those cars oh, are? Okay. That's a parking lot. That's a parking lot for Epcot. We we walked behind, like through the exit, after where you do all the cars. Got in a car. Test track. Got in a car. Got in a car. Drove around Epcot <laughs> to Soren. Walked through the exit queue, right where the bathrooms are at Soren. Walked on the ride, obviously, because Soren Soren right now is like a five minute wait. Yeah. Maybe. Your uh, your your wait is the pre show. We walked on the ride. And not even asking where to sit, walks up. And this, this was the beauty: it was every ride, he knew where the best spots for the ride were. So he would talk to the cast member there. I've got seven. Can we put them in rows nine, ten, nine, ten, eleven on this roller coaster? Or for soaring, we walked up, and he goes, "I've got seven. Can we put them in B one?" Not even knowing, you know, not even saying to the cast member just put them on the next ride no wait for them to go on B1 so that they are in the front row yeah of up, concourse B up high no feet no, no feet distortion. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 no feet no distortion on the ride whatsoever 
that's what made it just that much more special was he knew the spots to be um and that was and that was pretty much day one of the the vip tour damn and then we we kind of just chilled out in the room and honestly that day that day we were all so spent from the rides and we wanted to do the to do um the pool after that so we we were dominus the room because we were, honestly food didn't matter we were just yeah, so right. exhausted <laughs> can only imagine like we, we had plans to like eat dinner or like why waste it we've already done so much stuff let's just eat some food and our friends got food from Contempo Cafe which they liked and it was good food uh, we got Domino's scarfed it down went to the pool for uh, you know like four hours that night and took from like 7 to 11 we closed down the pool for like Damn. two nights in a row and I love that pool I really do and I don't know if I I don't really remember this but almost I think all of the pools now at Disney are saltwater pools. So, like, next time you go to the pool, just check it out. It's a saltwater pool. Hmm. Well, I definitely have some pools in my future. Yeah, you definitely do. Pool time at Disney is way, way fun. I enjoy it. Hanging at a Disney pool is definitely underrated. Uh, But as an adult, I think it's something that you have to do to actually turn Disney into a vacation yeah I will say the slide at Bay Lake Tower is um painful yeah you were telling me it that that's crazy a lot that's it crazy a lot so uh, VIP day two day two we did we started Animal Kingdom because our friend's daughter is obsessed with Lion King so first thing we first thing we do again again you don't go through the front entrance. We drove in backstage and entered through Harambe. We walked in through the, the stage entrance into Harambe and immediately are right there by the big baobab tree in front of um, Kilimanjaro Safaris. And we walked onto Kilimanjaro Safaris. We had, I don't know if it was by design, but we had only like ourselves and another in the back row. And then, like, two other rows that were up in the front. I don't know if we got our own, like, you know, if, if like, another VIP tour was in the front. But we had our own ride vehicles, so there was no obstructions. And we did it early, early morning, 9 a.m. Safari. All the animals were active. The cheetahs were, you know, pouncing around. They were running around. Uh, giraffes came right up to the window. It was great. It was great. The only drawback in Animal Kingdom... Because the one thing my, my friend's daughter wanted to do was the Festival of Lion King. And the only way they can reserve seats for the VIP tour, and this is absolute bullshit, because you're paying a shit ton of money. We sat in the very back row of the Warthog section under the tech booth, and we were the very, very last row. Quite honestly, the amount of money you're paying, you should be in the front row. Yeah. That's crazy. And my and my, my buddy was pissed about that because it was like the one thing his daughter really wanted to do. And we got shoved in the back. And it kind of sucks. Like, it was okay for her because she was able to basically stand on, the, on his lap or sit on his lap and see everything. But I'm not trying to feel entitled, but if you pay that much money, you should sit in the front row. Well, hell, I, I mean, I can get in the front row if I get a fast pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the thing is, like, the front row didn't fill up until the very last section, like, last minute. Right. They could have put us in the front row of one of the four sections or the second row of one of the four sections and moved other people to the back. It, it's Disney's rule, whatever it is. It's stupid, and it wasn't there before. It's there now, but whatever. Hmm. It, it was fine. Um, we did Pandora. We did um, Flight of Passage, walked onto that, and again... Uh, when he got to the front to the cast member he's like I got set I got four guys here and then there's gonna be four on the next trip can you put them in the best row that you think is is good for them and he did he got us right on the ride rather than wait and turn or whatever did you go through um, the the queue shows we went through the fast pass queue but because so, like, ordinarily when you go through the fast pass queue, there's a point where you merge with the regular queue. Right. And you do have to wait in a little bit of line. There is one lane that was completely open, and the cast member brought us to that open lane, and we walked straight past, I don't know, 100 people. Right. 100, 100 or 150 people that I know, because I've given those same, like, looks. as like, oh, those people are doing that. Yeah. We got the same looks, and it... it, it I mean, it's it's it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. You know. Yeah, fuck it. But it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. My son did not. Ethan did not like flight. Let me let me put it this way. He didn't like the loading section where you get in the thing and the thing is like buzzing yeah, and yeah, vibrating. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like that. When he was on the ride, he liked it. And then when he got off the ride, he's like. My legs aren't linking back to my DNA. I was like, Ethan, it's just a ride. It's not real. Your DNA wasn't actually taken from you. My legs are not linking back. I got linked. I was linked to an avatar. My legs aren't linking back up. And he's like crawling on the ground. I was like, they're not really linking. We got to go. We have to go go to Lion King show. That's hilarious. So... So the girls got to do then Flight of Passage on the flip side while we waited. We could have done Navi River Journey, but... Um, have you ever done it? I, I, no, and I just wasn't feeling it. Like, honestly, my buddy and I went over to Pangu Pangu and got the Moara Margarita and just kind of chilled in the AC and hung out other it's, than um, going through another ride. Navi is... It's worth doing it one time. That's what I've heard. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, I have never heard in every Disney podcast I've ever listened to or everyone I've ever talked about Disney, anyone ever say, oh my God, Navi River is my favorite ride. Oh my God, you have to do Navi River. Oh my God. Anything about Navi River except for at one point it was the best animatronic in Disney World. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, look, tying into the Caribbean cast, we 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 got to do Pirates of the Caribbean. We didn't go through any of the queues whatsoever. We walked backstage. I think I showed the video. We walked backstage through the area and then into the doors where the cannons are in the queue, and through a special like line that basically led past every single point of the queue. To the loading area, like 
somehow, like, I remember going through those double doors, like, so when you get into the queue, you get into the, the actual, like, castle, and there's this area where there's, like, a couple of cannons and a bunch of cannonballs. Yep, yep. And there's, t- there's, like, two emergency exit doors. We walked in through those doors, and the thing is that when those doors open, it's bright, bright sunlight <laughs> into the darkest room that you can imagine. And you and literally just murder you Chris. murder everybody in that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our guide, Chris, was like, okay, take off your sunglasses. It's going to be really dark when you get in here. We open the doors, and it, you cannot see anything. Like, your eyes have not adjusted at all. Yeah. In the instantaneous in that, yeah. moment of Everybody in that room is like, fuck! Oh. It's like, turn on the light. It's like, yeah. Like, when, when, uh, when Cinderella, Cinderella, like, flashes the <laughs> curtains open, and, like, the steps are just like, oh, yeah. oh, it's too early. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what that was like. It was, it was kind of fun. Well, so then you went, you went to Hollywood Studios. Yes, we did. And for the, when we were, when we were planning up to this, Rise of the Resistance was not included in the VIP tour. Which, again, the amount of money you're paying for that VIP tour, you should get to ride it once. So they made a rule about three weeks ago, you can ride it one day, one time per day that you're on a VIP tour. So we did get to ride it. Uh, and again, I, I don't understand. We've been four times since that thing opened. We've never gotten a boarding pass. The 7 o'clock or the 2 o'clock. We've never gotten any boarding pass. My buddy and I were online, or we're, we're up. I mean, I was up at 6 working out. I get back to the room at 6.50. Got my phone handy. Ready to go. 7 o'clock hits. Boarding pass for four. I don't know how. I don't know how. I really don't. Yeah, I've got one. I've done it once and got board pass once. Never gotten one. So, luckily, luckily the the day, the next day, we have um, the guide and we uh, we get to Hollywood Studios after some lunch. We stop at McDonald's because honestly, the one thing I will say about lunch at on the VIP day is. You don't want to spend any time doing lunch because that's taken away from your VIP time. The first day we ate at uh, Cosmic Rays, it was quick. Chris got our food while like ready for us and a table ready for us while we were wait while we were watching um, Carousel of Progress. But the second day we were transferring from Animal Kingdom to um, uh, to Hollywood Studios. And he's like, well, if you pre-order at Rosie's, we can eat right there. But we would have had to eat outside. It was hot. So we stopped at McDonald's, ate inside. It was like 25 minutes. It was quick, easy, done. Boom. You're out. Got to studios. And immediately we, we entered the park behind Tower of Terror, which was really cool to see Tower of Terror from the opposite side. Yeah. Walked on there. Um, bypassed the we, we did the, the queue we did the library show and then we got to actually go up through a certain entrance to the like basically walked by the entire boarding uh, the boiler room onto the ride and did the ride Ethan loves Tower of Terror now <laughs> um, which I'm fine with because I love that ride I think I think honestly and I think we've talked about it Tower of Terror is the best themed queue in all of Disney property love it did that Walked across to um, to Star Wars Land. 
And um, Rise of the Resistance might be the most fun I've had on a, on a Disney attraction. It was immersive. So I've done Rise of Resistance once. Didn't do any, didn't watch any YouTube shows, no mm-hmm. spoilers, anything. I will tell you I was underwhelmed because I was so enamored I couldn't pay attention to what the fuck was going on. There was so much going on I couldn't pay attention to what the fuck was going on. I was I mean I was just like my head was on a swivel. I, I, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a it's, fucking it's a lot, going, lot on. going on. And I literally I got out I got out of the ride and I was like, what just happened? Like I know I saw Kylo Ren. I saw an ad at somewhere. I, I I saw these massive cannon things shooting out of windows. Like I I remember things, but I cannot remember the entire ride. It was it was immersive. Like at one point, um, my friend's daughter, who's <coughs> four, gets pulled aside to check her height, and rather than say we need to check this one's height. You know, like they do at every other Disney attraction. It was like, bring the youngling over here. And they, they treat her like a prisoner. They Bring the youngling over here. We need to check her. She's fine for interrogation. Get back in line. And it was very immersive. Yeah. It was, it was, it was legit. I mean, at one point during the ride, my son is like trying to use the force on Kylo Ren. And it, it felt so fun. It, it felt like and I know because I talked to uh, one of our friends who was down there pre like pre um, the meetup with our other friends one of our friend's brothers used to work for Disney and he was telling me because he worked on the ride he was telling me that this was Tom Tom Stagg's last venture into the park before he retired before he left Disney and it was like I don't care what your budget is I'm going over budget screw you guys I'm going over budget and it reminds me of everything that Disney was good in the Michael Eisner golden age of Disney the the um, Disney decade that is being lost right now it's being lost on things like Frozen like Frozen's a good ride it's fine it's not a great ride it's not immersive right it's okay Tower of Terror immersive you walk into the when you walk into those gates when you cross those that that gate that says Hollywood Tower Hotel and the grounds are overgrown the fountain that probably in back in 1938 was beautiful and working and crystal clear and bubbling and the grounds are neatly kept and you have well trimmed um, topiaries now it's everything's overgrown. You walk in that lobby. That lobby was probably a, you know, the hustle and bustle, the glitz and glitter of the Hollywood in the 1938. And now it's decrepit. There's a mahjong table that is just abandoned. And there's uh, someone left their hat and their trench coat on the bellhop table. Disney has been lacking that. And I feel like Rise of the Resistance recaptured that. And I hope they get back to it because um, we've got some good rides coming up that I hope Chapek realizes, and I don't think he will because he's a merchandise guy, should 
needs some TLC and some money. But he's a, you know, dollars and cents guy, which sucks. I, um... But Rise was great. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the new stuff that, that's been announced that's ground up. I mean, I did Remy in Paris. It was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be great. But that's been done before. Um, yeah, it's a copy. Cosmic... You know, Soren's great. Right. But Soren's a copy. But, like, Cosmic Rewind. Um, interested in. Looks cool. But... Crush Coaster in Paris is the same tech. It's a fucking roller coaster that the fucking cart can spin in a 360 circle. They may be using the tech different in Cosmic Rewind, but they've already done that in Paris. I mean, you yeah. literally you literally got in a roller coaster where you were back to back with another party and you spun the whole time you went around. Yep. You know, you went on a track. Yeah. Track. I mean, and that's the, and that's the thing is like Rise is a completely right. like Immersive tech, it's it's new stuff. Well, I mean, it's not new stuff because it's the same like mag lift, um, trackless ride that's on uh, Mystic Manor and Remy's and some of the other stuff around the Disney parks in Tokyo and Hong Kong and Shanghai. But still, an immersive technology. Yeah. And like when you enter that room with the giant ads looking down at you, and I know they're not. 100 feet or 80 feet tall like they are supposed to be in real life. They, just, they seem like it. But they seem like <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, to me it was and when that, the room that you go through the room with the the cannons firing out the window and, and you, you mean, you, you, you're moving in a direction and you're looking to your right and you're like, holy fuck, that's space. There's a battle yeah, going but on, like, yeah. That's there's space. a battle like, going on. I'm there. looking into space from a ship yeah. that's in space. It's... it's Amazing. Well, and, and even like Chris pointed this out on on you know after the fact, when you get into that transport, when you go into the transport for um, to escape Batu, and you get sent in, you get locked in the tractor beam. It would be so easy for them to have said, "Okay, enter the door on your right, exit the door on your left, and you didn't go anywhere." But you exit the same door you entered in, right? And how they do that is kind of Buzz- cool. Bizarre. Because not only that, yeah. Scott, but you walk in that door, open air. Yeah. You walk in and it's... You leave that door... Inside of... In a, the... Yeah. In that hangar. Yeah. So I don't know how they do that. Do they, like, turn the thing around? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. But it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, bizarre. um... You know, day two, other, uh, you know, Hollywood Studios, obviously, we got on, we got on ass, we rode that ass. Um, it's, it's a fine ride, it's, it's, it's one of the best. It's okay. It's one of the best. Um, yeah, ride, ride the ass, it's great. Uh, we did Slinky Dog four times. (laughs) That's a great roller coaster, though. Great roller coaster. That exit, or like, that unloading area needs some cover. Because we sat, Ooh. like, waiting for a car to unload in the heat. And it's 114 degrees, and it's hot as hell. Wheezy wasn't working. There was no music. Mm. Because, honestly, through the elements, that thing is going to break down so much. Like, that needs to be all undercover. And they poorly managed that. And I get it. You're in Andy's backyard, and you can't be undercover all the time. But, man, it's so damn hot back there. Studio is also very hot. Studios, it's all hot. That's why I like going to Disney in January. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Mickey's Minis, we did Mickey's Minis again. It's our second time on the ride. Uh, we were going to do it two times, but the, after going through the pre-show, the ride broke down, so we just walked off and called it a day. That's what I have not right. done. Uh, the VIP tour is one of a kind. It's outstanding, and I I know it's going to be bougie to say it's so worth the money because, like, my buddy went down to Disney in May, and he paid $8,000 for a trip, and they did probably in four days, they did 20 rides. We did 32 rides in one day at Magic Kingdom, and we did another 30-something rides the next day at Magic Kingdom, or at uh, Animal Kingdom Studios. It's absolutely worth the money to get your value worth. Because you think about it, it, I mean, you're paying, I mean, we paid almost $2,000 for tickets for three people. And yeah, you got to pay for your tickets. The tickets are not included in the VIP tour. You got to pay for your tickets. But if you did, if you just did two days or one day of VIP tour and one day of tickets, that you, that'll run you $4,500 and you'll still do more in that one day that you would do an entire week. And again, if you, it's split between 10 people. So you can have up to 10 people. So if you do it in a group, say two families go, it's, you know, of two families of five, it's $40 an hour per person. So That's not that bad. If you wanted to do four parks in one day, could you do four parks in one day? Yes, you could. And, you know, that would also require probably no kids. You know, you, you, you couldn't do four parks with, one, with, with kids. That would, that would be tough because they do need to eat. They do need bathroom breaks. You know, yeah. it's tough. But 100% totally worth it. I know this, this short pour has turned into a long episode, but it's been fun chatting. And this is what we hope to do with this kind of finer series in life. We'll talk more about shoes and clothes and watches. And it was fun to chat Disney, man. Absolutely. A lot of fun to just sit down and chat Disney and have a drink. The Caribbean cast does not disappoint. It's like the VIP tour. It doesn't disappoint. Absolutely. Man. So great, great bottle of whiskey. Fun times talking about Disney. We will talk about Disney so much that if you want to, if you want to come on the show and talk about Disney with us, we will gladly do that. It is. It is no longer off limits. That uh, that got way off, way off of whiskey topics. Um, let's let's chat with, let's chat about the things you love. I love it. That's what it comes down to. So, Brant, if you came here to learn, drink what you learn. If you came here to share. Share what you drink and now share what you love. Yeah. And if you came here a stranger, may you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>